Hello, welcome to Raw Japan, episode 162. This is Brandon Chin, broadcasting from Itoshima, Fukuoka. Today I want to talk about sake, because I just came back from a sake uh, factory where they produce, traditional sake factory where they produce um, brewery, I should say, brewery. And um, they just had their opening ceremony for the year where they distribute free sake to people that come to try out their new batch of sake and it just so happens that this place it uses a special technique where they use stone and um shibori. they use uh <laughs> how do you say basically cloth that is squeezed and so basically you just get really pure sake really high quality sake and uh, one of their specialties is Tanaka 65. And um, basically the number represents the percentage of uh, rice. Like so sake is made out of rice. And the outside of the rice, the husk, is um, the actual rice grain, I should say. The outside of that is grinded away to make uh, sake and so the percentage the lower the percentage the higher the quality so 65 is usually it's probably like 80 ish but 65 percent is um, just tastes better and I even saw 35 which was like sold out and also sold for like a hundred US for the same size bottle of 65 which was like 20 bucks in any case, um, it was fun. You could see a lot of people coming out for the free booze, and the lines were crazy. People would just go in and drink and then get back in line and go again. I saw a lot of uh, acquaintances and friends there as well, so it was cool to cool to go out. But um, I went with a friend, this Scottish guy, who basically he drinks a glass of sake every night. And if you didn't know, sake is basically just fermented uh, alcohol. So the vodka version of um, Japanese alcohol is called shochu. And it's stronger than sake. It's usually like 40%, similar to rum or whiskey or vodka. And um, it's, this, it's made in the same process as sake, but they, they differ. They... Uh, they branch off at one part in the process because shochu is not fermented. And uh, sake has a lower alcohol percentage, so it's more similar to wine, 15%, 20%. And usually, for to me, my image of sake and shochu actually are both, just like wine, you match it with the food. And so sake goes well with all sorts of things, but I like to usually drink it with fish. But, you know, up until now, I hadn't drank for like a... I stopped drinking for like a year and a half. And just for today, I kind of... Actually, some of the people I met there, too, were like, Hey, I thought you didn't drink. I was like, yeah, just today, you know, it's uh, it's part of my cultural journey, this type of stuff, where you get to taste local, locally made, high-quality things. I like that. So, you know... Just going all out today. So I had a, quite a few shots. Still, 
it's funny, I haven't drank in a while, but I was okay. I had like a glass of champagne maybe New Year's when I went back to the U.S. But besides that, it was uh, smooth. And I think because I was drinking high quality stuff, if it was, you know, they have these box versions where they sell, they sell them in the supermarkets in big cartons, like what you find in like a juice box. And I'm sure if I drank a lot of that, I, it would be a different story. But this is pretty smooth. I learned some some new uh, expressions. One of which was Jōzen uh, Mizu Gotoshi, which is like basically describing like high quality sake is supposed to be drunk. It it basically flows like water. And it's funny. One of my friends' friend was a has a license to teach people about sake. And she was telling me that the sake that gets stuck in your throat, the taste or whatever, is not high quality. It's supposed to flow down your throat like water and just go down, easy to drink, nothing too, um, too strong. But she was also saying that back in the day, they didn't have the technology to basically preserve uh, raw sake, what they call nama, which is basically sake that is not heated during the brewing process and it's higher quality higher alcohol content and usually sold at a more expensive price and back in the day this type of stuff they just didn't have the way any way to preserve it you know because it spoils quickly and uh in general the image of sake back in the day according to her was that it was like this sharp, really um, strong sake, or sorry, really strong drink where it would hit you, really hit you like, they call it kitsui or cute, like it would make you almost squeeze your face like you're drinking a lemon, but it doesn't mean it's sour, it just means it's strong, whereas now the sake that you drink is it's like quite fruity, or at least the stuff that we had today. And so it's a much different, um, a much different uh, dynamic. Partly because the preservation methods have really increased or advanced with the technology, and uh, they last, you know, much longer. So along the way, somehow this fruity taste started to come in, and also it becomes easier to drink. It wasn't like this jet fuel that you had back in the day. So it's quite interesting learning about all of these different things, and uh, it was a good day to experience some sake. It's funny, like during the middle of the day, I was like drunk. It's like I've never really every back in the U.S. when I used to drink, it was mostly at night, you know, when you go out and stuff. But I've never, I was never a fan of like tailgating or where people used to go out to the American football games and take their trucks and you know open up the bed and just have like a barbecue or something. I never really was a big fan of that anyway. And since I've come to Japan as well, I haven't really drunk, drunk during the day. So uh, it was a cool experience. And in any case, if you do come to Japan and you do try sake, I recommend if you've never had it before, go for the high quality stuff. Don't, um, don't uh, skimp, because I mean, you probably are coming to visit and you know you want a good impression
I don't think you'll find the drink that I had because <laughs> this is locally made. Although the technique they use to make the stuff is um, quite is quite uh, renowned all over, throughout Japan because it's kind of a, it's a traditional method they used back in the 19th century and they still continue to use that today. So I can talk about that on another podcast, but right now I don't have enough details. I gotta do some more research. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. So thanks for listening. And as always, if you want some Japanese in your hands, Japanese culture, I'm going to be interviewing local artists and entrepreneurs, getting their stories. Daily stories are the daily experiences that you usually cannot hear about when you come here to travel because of language barriers or just timing. Uh, I want to give you a more realistic view of Japan. So you can go to www.brandonchin.net forward slash raw, R-A-W. Check out the sales page there. I actually changed it from a monthly subscription to now just a 30-day trial. So the price is lowered as well. And you get a print book from me, a handwritten letter from a professional, and part of that is just a small letter, just with the, the basic lessons from the interview uh, that I have with the local artist and entrepreneur. And that story, that interview that I get from them, will be included in my print novel. So you can read that in the actual book. And the handwritten letter will guide you to do that. Right After that, you get some live calls, live video calls that you can jump on and talk with me and the artist. And uh, most of them don't speak English, so I'll be translating, interpreting. And you can ask away. Ask more questions about their their um, lifestyle, etc. It's funny because uh, I sent part of the interview out via my newsletter, and my email newsletter. And I'll tell you how to sign up for that if you're interested. And um, one of the readers, one of my readers asked me about like is our entrepreneurs are young people do they have access to a lot of resources to start their own business because i guess it gave him the, the interview gave him the impression that you know my the person that i interviewed which is happens to be my friend he uh had it easy you know starting his business which was not the case but maybe he that's what he got from it but, um, you know, I just told him, you know, he's saved up after a lot of work and uh, also took out some loans and, you know, put it, to, put it to work. And now he's at a point where he's profitable and it wasn't like that all the time. But, you know, some people do have silver spoons, but he was not one of them. And, you know, I find it quite interesting to hear these type of stories that you don't get to, to know about because... First of all, Japanese people are usually pretty polite in the beginning, <laughs> so they're not really... I mean, it depends who you meet, but usually they're not so open about sharing, you know, their story. And also, if you don't speak enough Japanese, you're not going to be able to get that information out of them anyway. So that's what I'm trying to do, provide a more realistic version of Japan, not all of this flying hentai anime porn and really violent samurai or respectful samurai like it's beyond that right i mean sure there's parts of japanese culture that has those those uh those parts <laughs> those subcultures do exist but 
the average Japanese is not like that. And entrepreneurs and artists, you know, I think they have a very uh, keen eye when it comes to societal change, etc. And they have they they're overseeing what's happening culturally. And so I think their perspective is very valuable, and I'd like to share that with you because it's helped me in my time here. And you know, I think it's always good to open up your mind and take in insights from other people that are worth listening to. So as always, go to brandonchin.net forward slash raw. If you're interested in just jumping on my newsletter and you know reading some of my daily newsletters, go to brandonchin.net forward slash block, B-L-O-C-K, and you'll get a free book in the process. Or just go to my website, brandonchin.net, and just type in your email into the box there. It's at the top of the page and the bottom of the page. And you're in. You get a free book, and that's it. Take care of yourself. Today is the 23rd, and it is 831. Uh, Also, as always, when you finish listening to this, copy this podcast link and send it to somebody that's interested in Japanese sake or any other type of drinking so they can get a little inside look about what it's like to drink at a brewery sharing their first batch of the year. Take care of yourself.